Alrighty, guys, what's happening? Welcome to the show. Let's go ahead and dig into this thing. Let's talking about why some relationships last and others don't. Why do relationships last? Why do you suppose that is? I think really what it comes down to, whether it's by by accident or intentional, I think those relationships that actually last are those relationships that continue to grow and prosper. That is, the people in that relationship continue to learn more and to have a quest or a vision for the relationship they want. As a result, guess what? They just continue to evolve in that direction. Now, having said that, given the divorce rate in America, wouldn't it be cool if you could actually plan on it for sure, just have a guaranteed strategy that would actually give you the opportunity to spend the life and with the person you love and not only spend the t- light, your entire life with one person, but to spend your t- entire life with that person and enjoy it, be excited about it, be energized about it? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today, about making your relationship last. It's really a simple process. It comes down to three steps. We're going to break this down for you. We're going to talk about how it is. We're going to talk, imagine all kinds of ideas about how great it could be. And then we're going to talk about the most important aspect of it all, and that is to figure out the strategy, the system for how to get it done when we come back. I hope you'll stick around. All right, so let's go ahead and get right into this. So this is your conversation. I mean, I've been married 42 years to my wife. We got married when she was 16. I was barely 18. We had a baby on the way. I was a father at 19. She was a mother at 17. We had no education, no money. How in the hell did we manage to spend 42 years living together? Not only that, but more importantly, how did we manage to actually evolve, turn that into what it is today? Because I wake up today and I'm excited to see my wife. I'm excited about what we get to do together. Is it is it always easy? Is it always perfect? No, there's always a there's always the opportunity for improvement. But the bottom line is this: we stayed married and we stayed married because we love each other and we enjoy each other's company. It's not a, an obligation, right? My kids are grown and gone now. So how do you do that? What is that about? Well, it starts by looking at where you are, where you at right now. I mean, when you think about the person you're going home to tonight. How do you feel? Are you excited? Are you energized? And of course, this is where the acceptance thing comes in. This is where most people get resistant. Well, you know, I've got a good relationship. Really? Yeah. And that, that's okay, right? Good. I mean, when you, when you go into a restaurant and you say, uh, how's the steaks? And the guy says, well, they're good. You're like, oh, well, they, hell, I'll spend 80 bucks on a steak, right? Hey, how's that car run? Well, it runs good. It's, it's good. No, it's not great. No, well, I don't know about great, but it's good. You know, that's the, if that's your standard, well then hang out. You're probably wasting your time with this. But if you're, if you're that person and your relationship is at that level where it's on autopilot, where there's no really, no real big changes, you don't have anything really exciting to look forward to, except for maybe that Friday night date, you might want to consider coming up with a new plan. Cause I'm telling you what, 42 years is a long time not to really like the person you're spending time with. And 42 years is a lot of time to waste if, in fact, you, if you were really able to sit back and be honest with yourself about it, you probably shouldn't be there in the first place. So let's talk about where we are. How did it go? Let's just think about your week. Where we're Wednesday. How's your week been? How's that relationship been? How many moments did you have with your partner where you were laughing and giggling and you really just helping each other out? Is your relationship in a position to where if there's something that needs to get done, all you have to do is ask and they take care of it? Or is there these underlying issues, right? 
you ever wake up and you've had a conversation and, and, and it's the same conversation you always have and then he responds or she responds with that same rebuttal and the next thing you know all hell's breaking loose and then eventually you do the kissing and making up thing but the underlying issue is never resolved yeah you know if you want to live a an amazing life the best way to do it and the most uh, the simplest way to do it is just to simply capture the energy that your partner brings to the relationship. I mean, I refer to this a lot. It's your superpower, and each one of us has the ability to accomplish things on our own, and that's example, that example exists in, the, in where we are right now. You, you weren't always sitting where you are right now, so that demonstrates you have a certain level of performance at which you can achieve things. Well, when you add someone into your life, when you add someone into your life, the question you need to ask yourself is, are you going to work together to utilize their superpower for mutual common good, right? Even if you don't like your partner right now, you know how cool it would be to tell her, hey, listen, I want to really, I'm really interested in having more fun. You want to join me? She's like, well, what do you mean, have more fun? Well, I'd kind of like to go, maybe go to the art museum, or maybe me and you could start walking, or we could do something that adds some energy, get some connection going. It starts with that thought, right? That's that's where we're at, right? And the reason that we spend week after week running through the same cycle isn't because we can't change something. It's because we don't have any motivation to change something. See, the cancer in life as a whole is acceptance. Whether it's your relationship, whether it's your job, whether it's your life. And for most of us, like your partner or don't be inspired by your partner or not you accept them for where they are because accepting them is a lot easier than having to change it having to figure out a new way to do things now that's where the good news comes in you can actually wake up excited about the person you share your life with you can actually wake up interested in spending time with the person you share your life with how does it start well, it's the same, same way any idea starts, right? Think about anything that you've ever done, any decision you've ever made in your life. that is, And even if it hasn't improved your life in the long term, you make decisions the very exact same way, regardless of what the goal is. First of all, you get an idea. you got this idea in your head about it, right? You're starting to think about it, and then... Uh, and then you talk about it, there's some conversation about it, and the more you think about it, and the more you rationalize how amazing it can be, the better it starts feeling, and the more you can actually imagine the benefits of it, and before you know it, you're taking action on it. Now, when you look at your relationship it is right now, let me just ask you this, and bringing this back around, how, how much time do you spend every day imagining how great your relationship could be? How great it could be? I'll give you a minute. In fact, this is probably the longest moment in, in, in the entire week that you've spent actually pondering that question. And, of course, that explains why you're sitting where you are right now and actually why you're listening to this podcast. It's because the reality is this. We're in our relationships not because they're amazing, but because we have accepted them for where they are. And it's when we stop accepting where they are and we start imagining where they can be that things get really exciting. We're going to talk about that. Let's go ahead and dig into a comparison between where you are and where your relationship could be when we come back. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about what's possible. 
All right, imagine for a second. Imagine for a second that you you don't have to argue with your partner, and if you do say something that upsets your partner, you have a system for sitting down and talking about why it's said and how it can change, right? Imagine when your partner asks you to do something or you ask your partner to do something, they get excited about it, and even if they're not excited about it, they do it because they love you, because they're inspired by you, because they find energy in you. You know, you're over there, honey, you can't call me six times a day at work. Well, yeah, but I'm hanging out and I miss you. You know, can you imagine how cool that would be to come home and your husband has dinner ready, the house is clean, Saturday, you had to work Saturday because that's your job, and, and you've always had to come home and do laundry, and all of a sudden uh, he's over there, got the laundry done, and he's all energetic and excited. You're like, oh, I'm tired. He well, sit down, baby, I got this. Here, let me rub your feet. I'll run you a bath, get you a beer, right? That's how it's supposed to be. That's how we imagine it. I, and I got to tell you, to be honest with you, I hated rom-coms, romantic comedies, because I'm looking at these shows, and these shows are exemplifying how my relationship was supposed to be. And no matter what I did, I couldn't seem to get there. No matter where I was at in my life, I just was like, ah, oh, God, always some sort of hurdle, always some battle, right? And then I realized it. And it wasn't my realization. I had to go hunting for the information, but I realized that, you know what? I don't know enough about how to have a great relationship to have a great relationship. So what did I do? I, 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 was, I received a gift from my son, who apparently was in the same boat in his own relationship, trying to figure out why he was the way he was. He sent me a book. It was called The Power of Vulnerability by Brene Brown. And I listened to it, and all of a sudden I realized all of the reasons that we were getting along the way we were and all the reasons our relationship wasn't great so I listened to it once, and then I listened to it again on Audible, and then I, I listened to it a third time, and then finally it all dawned on me. It's like, if, I'm, if I become amazing within myself, in other words, the actions I take based on kindness and empathy towards my partner, if I decide that I'm going to love them more than myself and I'm going to put them first in all things, my relationship should get better. And, of course, this is the, where the resistance comes in. All you tough guys out there, you, this is where you want, well, you know, I'm not going to do everything. You know, because that's the thing. No one wants to get stuck doing it all, right? But sometimes doing it all demonstrates a complete absence of self. If you want to have a great relationship and you want to imagine, you can imagine waking up every day and she's always doing something for you and you're always doing something for her and it's a cool time and you talk about dreams and then the next thing you know, dreams are reality and it's because you've combined your superpowers, you are in tune with each other, you are team players and, and, and he's your champion and you're, you're his or her champion, right? And he's just hanging out going for it. The first thing we need to do in order for that to start is to imagine it. Imagine for a second if any time your partner asked you for something, you gave them a smile and said, yeah, sure, I got that. Or sure, hey, listen, no problem. Hey. Because the ticket here is if you make it so exciting for your partner to be around you that they don't want to be around anybody else, you've fixed your relationship for a lifetime. If you're the most interesting person in the room, it doesn't matter who comes around. If you take better care of her and are more considerate of her or him than anyone else in the world, who do you suppose they're going to polarize to? They're going to like, they're going to love, they're going to talk to. You're going to be arguing about whether you drink beer or not because you're too busy having fun. You're too busy focusing on the good things in your relationship. Now that is what is possible. That is what it's, what's at stake, 
right? Imagine never having to argue again about any of it, about sex, about the bills, about any place you'd rather be, about his family, about your family, about his drinking, about your drinking. Imagine being able to sit down and say, you know what, I'm, I'm thinking, what do you think? And she's like, well, you know, you're probably right. We're probably, I should probably slow down a little bit. I'm probably irritated or maybe the big thing for guys is in a relationship is to not yield, right? We cannot afford to tell the truth when people say anything wrong what's 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 wrong what's wrong and of course we climb up well nothing's wrong i'm fine nothing's wrong right have you ever done that i'm fine over there stewing inside about ready to explode inside but you just you just don't want to do it again right imagine if you didn't have to imagine if you could just say well you know i'm not sure if you intended to but that kind of bothered me you said that and i don't know what it means but yeah it kind of bugged me I I'd, I'd kind of feel a little bit ashamed about that. I don't feel the, my best with that. Are you mad at me? Do you not like me? What is the, what's the deal, right? That's how it could be. And the best part of all is, can you imagine actually having some sort of issue, something you're doing that bothers your partner or that has them upset and you walk in the room and they're upset and you're like, what's the matter? Well, it's you. Well, what am I doing? Well, yeah, you're, you're not paying attention to me or whatever. Can you imagine? Instead of fighting about it and then going your separate ways, then kissing and making up and having that same thing happen over and over again, can you imagine actually being able to sit down and have an understanding, a plan for how to resolve that issue? Never have to face it again. My wife and I, we face this, we face this. We, 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 our ritual for arguments was always the same. It was always over the same issues. And it continued until one day we sat down and we said, you know what, I don't think this is working for me. Tell me what you need to resolve your side of it, and then I'll do the same. And, and the cool part about it is you, if, if your partner is upset and you learn not to be upset, you approach them as a first responder instead of a combatant, as the enemy, right? All of a sudden the whole dynamic changes. Because let's face it, the bottom line is if we're not communicating with our partner honestly, it's not because we don't want to, it's because we don't trust them. We don't trust their response enough to go ahead and with to to yield that information. If you'd like to change that, if you'd like to change that and transform your relationship back into the back into where it's supposed to be, where you actually wake up and you're energized and excited and the biggest concern you have is worrying about the time you have to say goodbye. I'm going to give you the recipe for it right now when we come back. All right, let's face it. If you're like most people, your relationship is on the verge of boring. There's there's a lot of things in the world more exciting, more energizing than your relationship. And the question is why? Well, it comes down to a lack of understanding, I think. See, the bottom line is that they, the relationship isn't me and Sandy. There's, 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 there's three elements to any great relationship. And, and in, my, in my wife and I's case, it is, there's my, my side of it. That's one side. And there's Sandy's life. And then there's the life we share together. And where we get into problems, where we get into trouble, is when we lose sight of ourselves because of the relationship. And the relationship becomes the predominant guiding force in all things, right? Well, yeah, wait a minute. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, yeah, I know you like fishing, but you married me. You know, you should have thought about it before you married me. 
Oh, you, you, well, you like going to fashion shows. You like doing what you do, drinking wine and well, wine and painting with your friends. But, but you know, what about me? If, you're, if your relationship is feeling stagnant, if it's not where it's supposed to be, I guarantee it's probably based on a lack of energy. And not energy for the relationship, energy individually. I do a lot of stuff. I do a lot of stuff. Right now I'm learning jiu-jitsu. I go to the gym two and a half hours a day. I wrestle with some guys that are 40 years younger than me once a week, right? Why do I do that? I'm writing a book, right, working on a, on a novel. Well, partly it's to grow myself, to become a better version of myself. Why do you suppose that's so important? It's because if we lose ourselves in the relationship, who shows up every day? I mean, what, what, what do you bring to the table when it comes to, like, coming together and giving them a reason to be excited about you? And, of course, fear is the reason that we don't allow our partners to prosper, right? Fear. And I understand all about that. I was a, I was a control freak most of my relationship, and my relationship only got better when I realized, wait a minute, she doesn't have to be here no matter what I do, so I'm just going to start working on me. I'm going to start being kinder and gentler. I'm going to learn about relationships, and more than that, I'm going to focus on making sure that I'm the best person I can be so when we come together, she's impressed, does that make sense to you? I certainly hope it does. The reality is if you're not being the best person you can possibly be for yourself first, and then the second part of that is for her, for your relationship, because there's you, there's her, and then there's the relationship that is that union that you created together. If you don't bring your best self to the table every time you come together, there's probably a good chance you're not going to make it. Why? Because relationships aren't about taking, they're about giving. See, you don't have to worry about what your partner does for you if you have the right mindset. And your partner doesn't have to worry about what you do for them if you have the right mindset. And the bottom line is this. When you love your partner more than yourself and the image that you have, because it's all about, it's all about purpose, right? It's all about defining the purpose. And in your relationship, when you define that purpose as having an opportunity to find inspiration and comfort and love and joy within your relationship and you get that idea cooking in your head and that's what wakes you up at night and that's what drives your conversation, all of a sudden that will become your new reality. Because let's face it, we are selfish by trade, by nature, right? We've got to take care of it, self-preservation. So while we have the ability to procreate and to, to have, find partners, that doesn't make us great relationship. That doesn't make a great relationship. In fact, in fact, there, if, 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 if the rules were different, technically we wouldn't be any different than any other animal species. But the bottom line is we have the ability to reason. So what do you need to do? Well, start reasoning. Start using your brain. If I'm impressive and I'm nice and I'm the kind of person the, my spouse wants to be around, my partner wants to be around then they're going to want to be around me. They're going to hang out with me. They're going to be nice to me, right? And even those moments when they're not nice to me, if I'm, if I'm cool enough, if I'm nice enough, if I'm sweet enough, if I'm considerate enough, guess what? Even when they're angry with me, they're going to take a look. They're going to go, well, maybe I should change a little something. Because that's what happened with Sandy and I. I just started being nice. I said, listen, I'm your first responder. If you're crying, tell me why. I'll do what I can to fix it. If something's going wrong with you, just let me know. I'm not going to argue with you. And it took a little time. It always does. It takes a little time. But the reality was once I had a new vision 
for where our relationship could be. And I started sharing that vision with my wife and I stopped being afraid to tell the truth and be honest. Everything about my relationship got better. And I got, I was able to actually trust, Hey, listen, I'm going to tell you this and yeah, okay. It's not gonna be a fight. Oh, you're not happy with the fact that I go to bed every night and I don't brush my teeth. Hmm. You know, I, I, th- I think I could fix that. I'll just get me a toothbrush and brush my teeth. You don't like the fact that every night I go to bed and you have to smell whiskey on my breath or rum on my breath or beer on my breath. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do that. I'll do that for you. I mean, that's really funny considering the fact that if I asked anyone in a, in a marriage, hey, listen, would you die for your partner? They say, in a minute. I'd fight to the death for my woman, right? That's the story. I'd fight to the death for my woman, right? And then, of course, what happens? I, she asked you to do this. She's like, I ain't doing a freaking dishes. I worked all goddamn day. What are you talking about? Right? And that's where we're at. Let it go. The more you do for them, the better their life is, the more enjoyable the experience of having you in their life becomes, and the longer you stay together. Does it seem one-sided? It's, it's always one-sided. Let's face it. Relationships are not a 50-50 proposition. Sometimes you're getting 70% and she's getting 30 and the other, other time she's getting... 90% and you're getting 10%, but it works out in the average. And in the average, when someone asks you to do something and you say, you know, I love you, I would fight to the death for you, then it kind of makes sense to me that you'd be able to just say, hey, listen, sure, I got that. I'll run the vacuum cleaner. Hey, you go ahead and have some fun. Go to the concert with your sister. Go have some fun. I got this. I got the laundry. I got the kids. I'll do this. Why? Because those type of selfless acts make your relationship better. It builds the bond between you and the person you share your life with. And it gives you the opportunity to propose new ideas and head in new directions. Then you don't have to be afraid about sharing your feelings with the person you love. I know that doesn't make any sense. It may not. But the bottom line is this. Despite the fact that we're all in relationships, most of us do not have the skill set necessary to nurture and and allow that relationship to grow in the direction that actually creates energy within it. And it's only by taking a look at yourself and asking yourself questions about where you are and what you want out of the relationship that you can begin to grow. And when you finally come to that realization, the next step is to be able to see that relationship grow, see where you want it to be, see how you want your interactions to be, and then to move forward in that and think about that and ponder that until that becomes the driving force that pushes you from where you currently are in your relationship to where you want to be. Hope that makes sense to you. When we're going to come back, I'm going to break this down to you one more time. It's the three easy steps. We talked about how it is, how it can be, and now we're going to actually break down how to get there. All right, let's talk about the the three steps of success. And these steps are applied to anything, but we're just, we're applying them to your relationship. All right. The three steps, you got to pick it. When we talk about a relationship, if you're not spending time considering your relationship and engaged in positive conversations with your partner about the direction you want the relationship to go and things you can do together that will add energy to it, that get you excited again, get you energized about sharing your life with someone, then that's the place to start. And maybe in some cases, depending on where you are, it requires some ground rules. I got to tell you that one of the biggest things, most beneficial things I've ever done in my life is walk with my wife. We got in the habit of walking. We started out, we walking six miles a day, and there's a lot of listening, a lot of talking, a lot of dreaming, a lot of hoping. 
And what there was most of all was a lot of connection. That was the, probably the single biggest factor in defining our ability to stay together. And I, I mean, just being actively together, getting to know each other again is really important. But amid all those conversations, the one thing we had was the ability to kind of see where we were to get to know each other and to start talking about places we'd like to be. And that's the first step. It's to pick it. And of course, because we were in a conversation, we managed to narrow it down to things that inspired both of us, that was connected to both of us. No one was feeling shortchanged or cheated. And once we got that, once we got that conversation out in the open to where we could actually start talking about the direction of our life in the long term, it was a hell of a lot easier for us to stay on track because we understood each other, because we spent time talking about where we wanted our relationship to be. Now, of course, the next step, once you pick it, is to create a story around it that's big enough to make you want to have it. Now, Sandy and I, we had a lot of conversations about a lot of things, and I'm thinking, I, you know, I'd tell her, you know, I just, I don't want to fight. I just want you to be excited to see me, and I want to be excited to see you, and I, I want to do things together that add energy to us and to our life and to our relationship and make us excited about the whole process and the benefits of being in a relationship. And I started thinking, well, you know, maybe we could just, you know, we just, uh, maybe it can get better. And all of a sudden, you know, next thing you know, she's talking to me and we're nicer to each other and I'm helping her and she's helping me. And, and it, it was all organic. It all started from a simple idea. If your partner is crying, something's broken, something is wrong. You have two choices. You can get defensive and you can say, oh, you know, I, I, well, she always does that. Get over it. Or you can show up and you can say what's wrong and you be part of the solution. And the solution would be, what, what can I do to ease this for you? And granted, sometimes it requires sacrifice. Sometimes you don't get to go hang out at the bar on Friday nights with your friends. Sometimes you don't get to always go golfing. Sometimes it isn't always about you. Sometimes you're going to have to pick up your shit. Sometimes you don't need to be told to go mow the friggin' lawn. I mean, I guarantee it. It's not rocket science. And I think it requires attention. And that's the battle that we face. There are so many things in the world that are more, can be more interesting than your relationship. And there are so many ways to escape that conversation. But the bottom line is, are you in it for the long game? Or are you fooling yourself and you're just pretending you're in it for the long game? When you get done with this conversation, the last thing I want you to think about is this. Will your relationship last? Pretty important question, not only for you, but for the person you share your life with, for the people in your life, the children in your life. It's something to think about. We're going to finish this thing up when I come back. All right, guys. Hey, listen, I really appreciate you tuning in. Um, I'm just one guy trying to change the world. Like I've said before, this is just my opportunity to maintain my perspective for my relationship, for the things I share with you. If you're not thinking about it, there's a good chance you're probably not improving on it. So that's why I'm here. I hope you'll enjoy it. I'd love to hear from you. Also, I'd like to invite you to to listen in on my live podcast, usually at nine o'clock or thereabouts every other day. It is the, it's the live practice version for the studio show that I'll do the following day. So feel free to drop in there on Podbean. That live show does require you to download the Podbean app. And then of course, subscribe to my, my podcast. But I tell you what, you'll be in for a surprise. Um, 
I'll announce the topic. We can open up the door to it. I'm even open for co-hosts and guests that we all have that capability. So keep that in mind. Don't forget to launch every action, every choice from a platform of kindness. Until next time, my name is Chris Hawkes, and this is Your Best Life Defined. Have a wonderful day. 